Welcome to Chromatic Roses, where a couple of Midwest women cultivate a community at the D&D table. I'm Katie. And I'm Soren. This week in the Rose Garden, we are talking about playing D&D in good old Nebraska. <laughs> it's not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go back to our the, the state's original uh, motto or whatever was uh, Nebraska, the good life. Yeah. And and do you want to know why? why? It's that low cost of living, baby. Rent <laughs> <Yeah. Ooh. laughs> sure is affordable here for the most part. That's um, all everyone ever says walking around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so affordable. Easy place to start a family. And the reason we are using old people voices is because... I'm just kidding. It's because there's only old people. (laughs) I don't know. Lincoln has been a pretty... Like, it's not always been this way, but it is getting to be sort of hip. I literally was like, is she going to say a happening place? She's she's leaning that direction. (laughs) And then you said hip instead, but... Similar flavor. You know. yeah. <laughs> um, enough about that. Enough. Enough. Okay. But first, <laughs> let's create a character because choo choo. Welcome to the character creation station. We haven't done this, it turns out, in perhaps ages. Yeah. Um, but we're doing it today. So because we miss it and it's fun. It. And it's like just like a nice little break from <laughs> the hard hitting topics. <laughs> anyway, okay. So we're gonna roll. I've got like two tabs pulled up, one for random race table and then one for a random class table. And then I found this like super in-depth like character table that has a bunch of different things so if we need a little push in a direction or if we want to add some you know salt bay flavor Mm -hmm. um we can do that yeah um and i've got a pen to uh take notes on this character so we can regurgitate it to you later hell yeah okay (laughs) um this first race table is a d100 okay so that's a lot of options it sure <laughs> you're telling. i have a feeling there's a lot of opportunity for like oh never heard of that one before <laughs> <laughs> all right we're rolling okay got an 83 83 that takes us to a wanty spell it uh y u a n dash t i Sorry if I'm saying that super wrong. Y-U-A-N dash T-I? Yeah. Okay. 5-E. I'm just going to, like, do a read on it really quick. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I guess this will do. Um, D&D 5-E wiki dot. Okay. So I guess there are pure bloods i feel dumb that i haven't really done anything like i don't know a lot about this one because i know i've seen it but i've not paid attention to it i'm just going to D beyond because i don't okay not that i don't trust wikidot i'm sure it's great but yeah, i just want to i want to pick i'm looking at the the fandom right now and they're essentially like monstrous humanoid snake men <laughs> i have a feeling i love snakes no, I don't. But so anyway. uh, the Yuan Ti are descended from evil human cultists who mixed their bloodlines with serpents. A thing people do. In D and I suppose. I huh. I wonder if they can only be men, or if they can also be. I see someone has some character art of like a female esque looking one. Ooh, whoa! They can get real spooky. Spooky. Hoo 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 Oh, there it is. Uh, or humans who transform themselves into serpent folk through ancient rituals. Interesting. Most Wanti were 
corrupted into monsters by those rites, but some instead became new people who mixed the characteristics of humans and snakes. Huh. Blessed with resistance to magical and poisonous effects. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just found a cool, uh, like a character, like concept art. This is, I think, an example of like a a female, Uh but there are... A ton where the person is like humanoid arms, still snake head, still snake tail could have to do with like their lineage or something like that. Who their relatives are. Right. Interesting. This does say uh, each of these Wanti manifest their serpentine heritage in a variety of ways. A fork tongue, snake eyes, a snake like nose or some other Ophidian characteristic. However, a wanty looks, they have the power to pursue great good or evil. Okay, so it's like letting you know, just because your snake doesn't mean bad. Right. Um, that gives me um, Zangief bad guy, but that does not mean he bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are humanoid. They are small, medium or small. Okay. Uh, walking speed is 30. They have dark vision, magic resistance, advantage on saving throws against spells. Damn. Uh, poison resilience, serpentine spell casting. You know, the poison spray cantrip. You can cast animal friendship. Interesting. And in on, you can cast animal friendship an unlimited number of times, <laughs> but you can on, target only snakes. Oh, oh, <laughs> So, uh, shall okay. we shall we create a, a Medusa? <laughs> uh, starting at third level, you can also cast Suggestion with this mm, trait. That's kind of cool. Uh, gives me Ka from Absolutely. Uh, Jungle Book vibes. Once you cast it, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest. Just or, like some interesting ooh, it, ideas. That also gives me like... Um, like biblical serpent, mm-hmm. like devil vibes. Okay. We feel good about the race? Yeah, I think that's super neat. There's a lot of opportunity for lots of different characteristics. Okay, I I do remember this site because for class it's like D13, and I'm like... That's not a thing. What? (laughs) Uh, So I'm just going to use a D20. That's not an even number. (laughs) What do you you mean? Okay. Math ain't mathin'. Eight. Okay. Let's see. Paladin. I'm going to roll on Paladin to get the subclass. Okay. D10. Here we go. Got a five right in the middle. Okay. That is the Oath of the Ancients. Ooh, will you read that one? Uh, yes, in one moment when, when I find it. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Paladin. Interlude music here. It is loading. Here it goes. I don't want spells. What do you mean? Why'd you take me to spells? Because I clicked on spells. That's why. Okay. Oath of the Ancients. Here we go. Okay. The Oath of the Ancients is as old as the race of elves. And the rituals of the druids, sometimes called fey knights, green knights, or horned knights, paladins who swear this oath cast their lot with the side of the light in the cosmic struggle against darkness because they love the beautiful and life-giving things of the world, not necessarily because they believe in principles of honor, courage, and justice. They adorn their armor and clothing with images of growing things, leaves, antlers, or flowers, to reflect their commitment to preserving life and light in the world. The Tenant of the Ancients, uh, for this uh, subclass, Mm -hmm. the Tenants of the Oath of the Ancients have been preserved for uncounted centuries. This oath emphasizes the principles of good above any concerns of law or chaos. Its four central principles are simple. Kindle the light through your actions of through your acts of mercy, kindness, and forgiveness. Kindle the light of hope in the world, beating back despair. Shelter the light where there is good, beauty, love, and laughter in the world. Stand against the wickedness that could swallow it. Where life flourishes, stand against the forces that would render it barren. Preserve your own light. Delight in song and laughter, in beauty and art. If you allow the light to die in your own heart, you can't preserve it in the world. And then be the light. Be a glorious beacon for all who live in despair. 
Let the light of your joy and courage shine forth in all your deeds. Ooh, I got this image of, um, I'd have to flesh it out some more, but wouldn't it be cool if their, like, armor or outfit, whatever, like, they had a a crest that kind of went with that, Uh and it was, like, a tree, but it's coming from, like, the tail of a snake. So, like, the base of the tree is, like... Uh, a snake that's kind of like wrapped up on itself uh-huh. and then like wherever the head would be is like where the tree is sprouted uh-huh. could be like a, a sapling or like a full-grown tree but then it'd be kind of neat if like in the center of the tree or right above the sapling there's like either a, like a small flame that's more yellow mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. concept or like a sun that's sure. like there to kind of exemplify that light mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that'd be kind of cool that is neat cool. that's i've I don't think I've ever come across that. Me either. Subclass. It's really cool. Are there any other bits or bobs you'd like to try to uh, (laughs) roll out? We could do. Let's let's do that. Can we do age? I feel like that could influence a lot of how we. D6. Move on. Doop, boop, boop, a D6. Here we go. Rolling it. Boop. Got a five. That middle aged <laughs> 40 to 50 years old. Oh, okay. 40 to 50. sorry, 41 to 50 years old. Oh, okay. Sorry, big difference. <laughs> sorry. Oh. <laughs> okay, cool. Just as a reminder, as we're like mulling this over and mm-hmm. kind of trying to flesh out this character, mm-hmm. um, I can roll on character archetype, sure, highest, lowest stat. Okay. I could roll on alignment, zodiac sign, <laughs> uh, hair color, hair feature, like mm-hmm, uh, damaged mm-hmm. or like thinning, um, unusual hair color, hair type, hair length, like they've got kind of everything, eye color. I could go on like uh, an additional detail, like it has, uh, like it likes to eat. Oh, okay. Um, personality trait. Myers Briggs. I can roll oh, on. Jesus. You know, I actually think one that could be helpful is the star sign. Star, so why okay. don't we roll on that one? Sure, 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 sure. Because whether whether people like agree with astrology or not, there are still like personality traits that like stereotypically get like added to Locked those, so in. that can sure. help you kind of like jump off from there. D. We rolled on a D twelve. We got a ten. Oh, that's weird because there are 13. Go ahead. Scorpio. 12. No, 12. Ooh, okay. That's kind of hilarious also because <laughs> it's not, obviously a snake is not a scorpion, but like the the idea of like Just, an aggressive, yeah. right? A stereotypically aggressive animal. Um, right. Okay. I definitely just wrote scorpion, so just <laughs> ignore know. the end. Scorpion. Um, cool. Well, this one is... I love all of these like these base these base like uh, features that that we got. I'm also like, wow, this is so far out of my like I know comfort zone. So like this is gonna this is like a good challenge. Um, okay, okay, let's so, see. <sighs> wasn't our Furbold? F- mm-hmm. I never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't that a gal pal? Mm-hmm. Part of me is like, what if this? I like the idea of like a dude. Okay. Maybe just getting I don't know. getting some dude energy. A little bit. Okay. Like, okay. I think from the wanty description, like yeah. it's giving some masculine energy. Sure. I mean, it could be just like masculine gal pal, but that's true. Um, no, I'm cool with going with a guy. So right. like we've got our just to like. Uh, further set the stage to maybe inspire our brains a little bit. We've got this uh, one T gentleman who is a paladin, um, and he has taken the oath of the ancients. He's got snake-like features, though we haven't really determined like what parts of him are more snake-like. Um, he's got advantages uh, on saving throws against what spells being cast on yep. him. Okay, um, he's about forty to fifty years old. Um, I'm trying to decide. So, like, characteristically, like, if I if I don't look up anything else about snakes, if I snakes or 
you know, some of their stereotypes, the, the things that come top of mind are usually like persuasive, charming, yeah. um, and also can be charmed kind of sure, 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 that, sure, sure. that twofold thought, um, are strategic mm-hmm. and quick to move and like they strike, um, mm-hmm. But it is a very, like, carefully thought out, like. I like the idea. Also, I just looked up, uh, they age the same as humans. So okay. he so would literally be like. What we kind of expect between right. a 40, 50 um, year old. I like this idea that, because, I mean, I think, I don't know about you, but when I looked up Juan T, I was like, bad dude. Like initially, yeah, and then like putting it together with the oath of the ancients, paladin yeah. being like doing good for good. No, that is that is good. <laughs> and like what it said about oh gosh, doing uh, what did it say? Uh, uh, the oath emphasizes the principles of good above any concerns of the law. Like okay, like it's so- like doing good. F- no matter what. Okay, so it's like, yeah, because the law is not always good. Sure. It is, you know, whatever was enforced. They, like this uh, sentence, um, they cast their lot with the side of light in the cosmic struggle against darkness because they love the beautiful and life-giving things of the world, not necessarily because they believe in the principles of honor, courage, and justice. So, like, I think a lot of times we think of good synonymously with, like, justice, you know, like, having honor. Yeah. And this is very much so, like, no, I'm going to do what I think is good regardless of honor. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Gives me, you know, chaotic good vibes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel some chaotic good mixed with there could be a little bit of, like... There, there's potential for some like naivety there, mm-hmm. um, or like blind arrogance, like yeah, 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 a- about like in the pursuit of that, um, that moral. Um, mm-hmm. I liked. You were reading, uh, pursuing what good and light, uh, purely because they like it. Was that uh, what that was describing? E- Uh, because they love the beautiful and life-giving things of the world. Okay. So it's like life and... hmm. Like, I'm thinking of... um, That also definitely gives me some, like, hippie vibes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) it's like, I'm going to preserve this meadow, and the person who tries to, like clear it for their new castle i'm gonna straight up rip their throat out yeah like like beyond the level of law beyond beyond yeah. the level of justice yeah, there's some like vigilante yeah like energy there as well Ooh. <laughs> okay so okay 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 sorry am i the cogs are turning uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> would we so paladin paladin's gonna have are they always wearing armor i think it's safe to assume i mean yeah um i still like the i like the idea of that uh that tree growing out of a snake because that could be like maybe he comes from a family of paladins from this same oath and Mm. maybe like he was raised like within that and maybe that becomes like a point of contention or whatever like for his party that he joins for some context within this subclass Mm -hmm. um, their channel divinity that they get one is called nature's wrath you can use your channel divinity to promote primeval forces to ensnare a foe as an action you can cause spectral vines to spring up and reach for a creature within 10 feet of you uh the creature must succeed on a strength or dexterity saving throw or be restrained while restrained by the vines the creature can repeat the saving throw blah 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 uh the other one is called turn the faithless you can use your channel divinity to utter ancient words that are painful for fae or fiends to hear. 
as an action, you present your holy symbol and each fae or fiend within 30 feet of you that can hear you must make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, on a failed save, the creature is turned for one minute, meaning it's running from you, mm-hmm. or until it takes damage. A turned creature must spend its turn trying to move as far away from you as it can. It can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. It also can't take reactions. Um, and then, like, the basic, like, oath of the ancient spells yep. are, like, ensnaring strike, speak with animals, misty step, moonbeam. Neat. Plant growth, protection from energy, ice storm, stone skin, commune with nature, and tree stride. Okay, that's also giving me, like, um, like, him and potentially, like, his family lineage are, like, a group of paladins that have, like, protected, like, a national forest or, like, a fae, like, realm or area or something where, like, they are the, like essentially like hired mercenaries but like they are like an exclusive group of paladins that protect like a space and yeah that's really cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is like as it seems like the druid version of a paladin a little bit when you were describing their like spells and stuff i was like oh my goodness yeah they, they get the aura of warding at seventh level Ancient magic lies so heavily upon you that it forms an eldritch ward. Whew. You and friendly creatures be within 10 feet of you have resistance to damage from spells. And then at 18th level, that range increases. There is undying sentinel at 15th level. When you are reduced to zero hit points you are and are not killed outright, you can choose to drop to one hit point instead. Uh, Once you use this ability, you can't do it again until a long rest. And then at 20th level, you become an elder champion. You can assume the form of an ancient force of nature, taking on an appearance you choose. For example, your skin might turn green or take on a bark-like texture. Your hair might become leafy or moss-like. You might sprout antlers or a lion-like mane. It would be so cool with the fact that their yuan ti is like... If they if they are like utilizing more of their like snake features, they could since those I'm purely thinking of like you could literally become a tree. Yeah. 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 I like the idea of like if this took place in like a jungly setting. Yeah. Like a rainforest and Mm -hmm. they are like the protectors of the rainforest Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And I like the idea of it being protect at all costs yeah um for the good of the rainforest yeah and maybe like sacrificing your life is like one of the like greatest honors yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. for protecting the their home yeah um <sighs> what's oh, we have to come up with his name yeah i forgot that that was the thing we should do well that's okay are you just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up a random generator um, just I will to as well, see just what, so we can throw things, yeah. Uh, Wanty names would kind of sound like. I like the idea of it having a th sound, just because that's what I think of when I think of snakes. Uh, so you like a sibilant or a th? Could th. You? Okay, okay. Thusa. Thusa. <laughs> the song. Or like the sh sound. Like okay, okay. Shiltlu. Some of these are impossible to pronounce. Zumu. Oh, I kind of like the idea of uh, Zasulti. Zasulti. I'm just writing a bunch of these down and then we can actually decide. Or it could be pronounced Sulti and... It has a Z at the oh, beginning, uh-huh. but, uh, okay. Harry Potter. No, I'm serious. That's oh. S S H A Z H A S H. Oh, wow. Sash, Sash. Akala. Oh, that's kind of neat. Tess, Tess Liu. Yoshu. Tol, let's see. Tol to Sola. Usa. That's literally just Yoshi. Come on, you're not (laughs) fooling anybody. 
Um, Taku. Ooh, what if their last name has some of that, some of those um, sibilant, like, consonants, and their first name is, like, very short? Sure. Kind of liked... There's one name that popped up here that just says Aku. Okay. Um, Love it. And then... Tho- Ooh, what do we think of Thostlius? Love it. Okay. So we've got Aku Thostlius. Thostlius. That's fun to spell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's neat. Jeez. These generators are something else. Right? It's crazy. Totally. I'm interested to know, like, their algorithms for, like, how they, like, plan. <laughs> how, how even, like... <laughs> Uh, how do you even make a gender that's like, yeah, what, what kind of uh, names are common for these snake folk? <laughs> right. It's like, uh... You just, like, have to enter so many. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, is there anything else you want to add before we, like, throw out a description and move on? Uh... I don't think so. My only thought was, like, if we could give him some sort of a quirk, but... Ooh, yeah. Or, um, shoot, what is it on... When we're on character sheets, you have flaws and... Bonds and ideals and... Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish there was... I'm sure there is somewhere... Oh, I think you have to pick a background. That's where that stuff comes from. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Because then there are other tables that you can roll on for each. Sometimes that'll give you like, hey, you're building. Oh, it says noble background is often compatible with a paladin. Okay. Um, all right, here we go. D8 for a personality trait. Got a five, rolling a lot of fives today. I don't like to get my hands dirty and I won't be caught dead in unsuitable accommodations. (laughs) He's a clean snake. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I kind of want to roll that one one more time. Just a little bit. If something else. It it doesn't quite feel like it lines up with seven. Let's try this. What were my favor once lost is lost forever. I feel like that that, that one's better. very good. Yeah. yeah. My favor once lost is lost forever. Okay. Ideal D6. God, a five. What is happening? <laughs> All right. Uh, family. Blood runs thicker than water. So his ideal that is family. Sense. Yeah. Bond... Is a D six. If I roll another five, I'm gonna lose my shit. Four. Okay. <laughs> Not quite losing your shit. I am in what love is- with the heir of a family that f- that my family despises. That was a flaw. A bond. Oh, a bond. Um, I'm in love with the heir of a family that my family despises. That's classic Romeo Juliet setting right, up there. And then this is flaw with a D6. Okay. Six of six. All right. (laughs) Can we get a one? (laughs) By my words and actions, I often bring shame to my family. Mm. That doesn't feel... Could, I mean, it it could be that they don't, like, fit the mold of the family. It's just, like, an old dude. Like... Yeah. I don't know, that f- would feel more appropriate for, like, a younger character yeah. a little bit. Let's, let's try that one again. I'll roll it one more time. I'm also, like, not fully sold on the bond, but... It could be, like, a, like a, like a long-term love yeah, that they yeah. just literally never... <laughs> I have an insatiable desire for decadent pleasures. Homie loves a cheesecake. <laughs> Actually, stop. Okay, but like, let's talk about Valen making like exquisite like 
wooden things yeah, yeah, yeah. and like coffee and I have an insatiable I desire love for decadent pleasures is like this a- like snake is like stalwart does not let any unworthy person into his rainforest uh-huh. but you catch him just right and he cannot put down the cookies nope and they have they can't just be cookies right, right, right. like they like are pristine. like Ferrero Rocher, yeah. like beautiful, pristine right. truffles. Uh-huh. I'm talking like incredibly aged wine, mm-hmm. like uh, the sharpest cheddar known okay. to man, uh, known to snake. And <laughs> or like, let's see, I'm trying to think of other decadent things. Got a thing for pillows dude what if yeah there's like some kind of like personal object he's like oh i could just go in on fountain pens (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's great i think that's enough like inspiration to jump off (laughs) yeah what i'm imagining is like uh maybe the the person he loves in the fam in the family that his family hates uh-huh. maybe they like married somebody else mm. but they're still part of like that space that he protects uh-huh. and so he's just watched them from afar Ugh. and maybe dude what if they like reciprocate okay uh-huh. so like they are both in love with each what love with each other uh-huh. but it could be like he, he's so caught up in like his job and right. like what his family expects of him that he literally has suppressed that his entire life. Yeah. Like that's a good, that's a, that's a believable and kind of like tropey, but yeah, but at an older age, cause I feel like, you know, we get those tropes and those, those story beats like for like 20 somethings right, only right, 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 and like right. teenagers yeah. and it's like okay but like what if gives me a how little does that bit change things when you're older right gives me a little bit of like i have not watched the latest season of Man- mandalorian but like a mandalorian vibe like so sure. dedicated to his thing uh-huh. that he just like is kind of unfeeling yeah and the only thing that brings him a level of feeling aside from his duty is yeah. like pillows or you know like chocolate or like Grogu. really nice <laughs> like really pretty flowers that he collects while he's yeah. protecting maybe the he presses or... flowers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <gasps> maybe he presses flowers and he like like collects them in like leather bound like he like sends off to have these like beautiful like leather bound books like made so that he mm-hmm. can collect flowers or whatever and like maybe subconsciously he's been collecting them for his love that he is suppressed <laughs> catch us writing a, like a D fanfic <laughs> he's just like a brooding like a hot, hot snake, snake guy <laughs> dude okay but like what if we have <clears throat> another another segment you know, you know down the line we could absolutely have segments or like fun things where uh we just make like hot characters or we just make like a okay <laughs> we're gonna pigeonhole like uh-huh. we are actually going to pigeonhole into like this subtype of character or mm-hmm. like this uh this particular trope mm-hmm. and we either like make it as vanilla as you expect or just, you know, to satisfy the urge. Sometimes it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or we, like, flip it on its head and make right. it, like, cool or something. I think this is a cool character, though. Totes I think there's a lot of dudes. room for fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so neat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now my brain is like, how do I draw him? Um, what color hair? What do we think he'd be more humanoid? I want to give him kind of, like, snake eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah. essence. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want him to be, I think, often... When we're playing D&D, this is going to become its own fucking episode. Uh-huh. Um, when we're playing D&D, I often see people, like, lean way closer to, like, more humanoid, less monster. Oh. And, like, that's fine. That's totally fine. Because, remind me, if I misheard, they can transform into a serpent or they can, like... Uh, they, I don't like, think they, like, wield transform. a lot of the abilities just... of that lineage. I think they have some characteristics that make them look like snakes. Okay. 
Ooh, so maybe they have, like, patches of scales, like, in different areas. Yeah. Um, maybe on, like, the shoulders and, like, some of those, like, jointed areas. Right. Uh, that add, like, some, like, extra strength. Um, but, yeah, I would love, like, some snake-esque eyes. And I'm trying to think of, like, hair. I think long hair would actually work really well for a character like this. Technically, Wanty can also be like, uh, it is a monster. Like, okay. it's a race that you can pick, but it's also oh. like a monster you could fight. Anyway, what I was trying to show you is that this is a picture of a woman who has snake eyes but has feet. Like, I don't think they have to have a tail is what I'm okay. trying to get yeah. at. Um I think they just have some snake traits. Okay. Uh, they can have tails, I think is a thing, but they don't have to have tails. Okay. I could be super wrong, but I think that's the case. Um, could be cool if they... Uh, it, it would kind of lean towards, like, a vampire, but, like, if they had, like, some, some like, defined canine-type teeth, uh-huh. and maybe there was part of, like a venom attribute to that and then i like the the eyes idea and some like the patchy scales Uh um i'm wondering if this shows like kind of a harder brow line like kind of almost like buffy the vampire slayer i literally was like like buffy (laughs) and then like snake eyes with like scales on like her shoulders Uh but like what if it was like like scales across his collarbone and like some scales in like this sort of area sure like like, adding some like face accents uh Mm uh-huh with like snake eyes and then Mm -hmm. a forked tongue and like Uh, yeah thanks (laughs) i like that okay cool so to recap what's his name again um this is our this is our buddy this Uh is our buddy Aku Thostlia. Um, he is a Wanti who uh, comes from a long line of defenders of whatever particular rainforest uh-huh. he's from. Uh-huh. Um, and he has, since he's a Wanti, that means he has lots of like snake like features, kind of mm-hmm. like we just described. He is a paladin of uh, the Oath of the Ancients. Uh-huh. And uh, some other names for Oath of the Ancients we got like Fey Knight or uh-huh. Horned Knight. Uh-huh. Um, he's around uh, 40 to 50 years old, and he is also hopelessly in love with someone from a family that his family hates um (laughs) um, but he is of noble background and um he it seems like he is a very i mean what i say i say what i mean Uh uh once you have lost my favor it's gone yeah um and this could be a part of why he never went after the love uh-huh. of his life is uh-huh. that family is more important to him. Yep. Um, let's see if I missed anything here. We said he uh, has like a decadent. He has an yes. insatiable like need for decadent an pleasure. affinity for beautiful things. And so he we had mentioned he like presses flowers mm-hmm. and maybe like subconsciously is pressing flowers and collecting them for his love that he has suppressed mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what a hot boy <laughs> a hot sensitive boy <laughs> but his duty comes first you know you know like yeah. it does okay um yeah yeah i get big mandalorian vibes uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah same that's yeah, cool i like it i like him all right <laughs> Shall we dive into what it's like to play D&D in good old Nebraska? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So similarly to last week, um, we or two weeks ago, last episode, um, we have some anchor points to kind of help guide our conversation. But we don't have like hard, fast, uh, you know, bullet points that we have to get to or like a list of this is exactly what it's like to play D&D in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to kind of set our scope really narrow and then slowly expand that as we go through uh, our conversation today and yeah. kind of go, you know, social circle a little bit expanded from that get into like where we live in our community and then kind of our metro area at uh, large. Yeah. 
Um, so, social circle. This is by far the, like, I think, just for me, and I'm sure for you. I was about to say, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> We're trying, trying to stop not doing to that. say that. Uh, our social circle, like, obviously we have our friends that play um, D&D. I have referenced my dad before being into TTRPGs. Um, that's certainly not my entire family. Um, so there is some, like, uh, like unknowing, like, not really sure what it is. I have some friends who aren't really sure what it is. Um, I have probably more friends that don't play D&D, honestly, than friends that do, uh, if I were to really quantify it. Um, but everybody within my, like, immediate circle is like, that's rad. You play this thing. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say within my immediate circle, it's it's fairly fairly the same. Um, I think the only change is like my so-called my, my social circle at home, <laughs> like my family. Uh -huh. um, they are far less like mm, yeah. D and D ish, right. um, but they've I've I don't know I've never gotten like. A weird vibe from it it's right. just like a, oh yeah you're interested in that thing cool, 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 cool but yeah cool. most of my friends i would say i would say most of the friends that i have that are like close mm -hmm. probably have or do play d &D. play d d nice yeah yeah um the the bigger juicier one is this like slightly outer social circle mm -mm. and for this that includes like work <laughs> uh the work circle and i i like nebraska is the midwest i don't think is what people assume to be like hub of nerd hobbies um and i have had plenty of interactions that were like i just described of like i don't play it but it's rad that you do um but there is one relatively recent experience i'm not gonna get into specifics because i don't want anyone to drag anybody um but it was bad it was a bad experience um at my place of work i was like legit bullied for playing dungeons and dragons mm -hmm. um it was like it was a small office it was um just like a, a small group of people in a conference room for a staff meeting and it was like I'm not even going to get into everything that was said, but basically the vibe and something that was legitimately said was like, at least you accept that about yourself. Yeah. Um, it, oh, God, what a nasty, like, feeling. I remember you describing that and it gave the same energy as like, oh, that's cute. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I will say, like, there. Uh, I don't have any friends who outrightly are like, oh, that's cute. But I think that is a vibe I've picked up more than like a uh, Satanist. Like, like it's like I don't think I've ran into anybody who was like, "You're doing the devil game." Oh yeah. Uh, but it's like the like, oh, you have cute little game hobby. You little weirdo. Uh huh. Um, and like a little bit of like, a, I don't understand what that is. Uh -huh. And because I don't understand what that is, I'm gonna make fun of it. A I'm gonna bit. make fun of it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I it always uh, it doesn't always shock me. It always just like gives me like a little bit of a surprise. Um, there'll be times like at work or in sometimes it's like social situations where maybe like I know one person and then there are a few other people that like I've never met before. Um, but somehow I always get into these situations where, um, people start 
it actually this has so far this has only happened around um dudes that i've talked with Mm. um for one reason or another one guy starts talking about like D &D Uh or sometimes it's also like anime something Uh like that Uh um which i think can absolutely slot into a similar uh bracket in terms to this reaction but they'll be talking about it and then like i will contribute to Uh conversation and Uh then i get kind of like a Uh what what do you what do you mean wait you know what i'm talking about right and it's kind of like that I think my natural response is to be like, yeah, dude, because it's cool. Right. Like, tell me more. And they're just like, oh, OK, like sick. Right. And so, like, I've gotten some of that, which tells me that some of those people have had a similar experience oh, where they uh-huh, were uh-huh, absolutely uh-huh. made fun of. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and I've been fortunate enough that I've never been like outrightly made fun of for it. <sighs> but there were definitely plenty of experiences in that realm of nerdiness Uh and stuff that i got made fun of for like growing up and sure now i'm just at an age where i'm like i like what i like you like you you (laughs) this happens a lot within like my family sometimes at work um i don't know if anyone listening knows but nebraska really likes its football um (laughs) and i have just never been a a big like sports ball girly i love like participating in group sports particularly i love volleyball also i love the husker volleyball team um but like i'm not a huge like sports fanatic yeah and so while everyone else is freaking out and getting jazzed about sports which Mm -hmm. i oftentimes feign interest or like you know just it's what they like so go ahead enjoy it i love that um but then the second i start talking about the things i like it's It's like, like Oh, okay. So yeah. you're going to talk about that now. I can't relate. Yeah. And I'm like, well, likewise, but you watch me <laughs> fake it all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the things that I experienced at work, which ugh, I freaking knew it was going to happen. Like I, it's one of those things that like the word is actively coming out of my mouth and I'm like, Oh, no. here we go. Um, <laughs> The, the word role play. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll do it. So I was like, you know, oh, yeah, I play Dungeons and Dragons. It's like a role playing game. And like as the role playing game left my mouth, I went, oh, she said, I need a different word. <laughs> and like the table of, you know, w- white women at the time were just like, LOL, role playing. <laughs> do you like guys sex? do that in like the bedroom then? Oh. Like you and your husband must get into weird some like weird shit, huh? Oh, cool. Like you're so creative. If you're boring, just say that. Right. <laughs> and it's just like I I remember having that conversation feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. And being like, "Okay, I can't talk about this here." Got it. Got it. That clearly like, communicated. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it sucks. Like, I I mean, I also think this about video games. Again, this is not the epicenter of nerd hobbies, right? So like I even, I have gotten flack for like playing video games instead of going out and touching grass and like it, it is so frustrating to have a hobby Mm-hmm. And have truly just someone not share the hobby. Yep. Like, I don't I don't play video games. I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. And have to, like... Voice that. Like, voice it in like a, oh. Yep. You play that? Yeah. Instead of just like a, oh, I don't play that. Tell mm-hmm. me about it. You know, yeah. or like, why or do you like it? If they're not interested, like, right. which oftentimes that's what it is. Like, you right. get you get the joke, and then they're like, okay, over it. Right. Um, if you're not interested, being like, oh, okay, cool, over. and like letting it letting it go. Right. Right. Um, you don't have to share my hobby. It would just be cool if you weren't an ass about it. Because I'll tell you what, like in the reverse situation. I don't sit there and make fun of people for liking football (laughs) or for liking big group sports, but it's what the majority is into. Or for, and this, I, listen, I (laughs) have no problem hanging out and socializing and going out and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, same here. I mean, we're both very much extroverted. Right. (laughs) I don't frequently go out. 
Yeah. Like, that is not, I mean, it's fun every once in a while, and I will do it with one or two people, and we will go, and we will have dinner, and then go out for drinks, and it'll be a good, fun time. Yeah. But you know what I don't do? Make fun of you folks who enjoy uh, drinking at every single out outing you go to. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't make fun of you for the fact that, you know, you run for a hobby when I think that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't share that hobby. I don't like going out. I'm not like a huge, I like, don't feel cocktail like... have to make craft, blah, blah. Yeah. I will partake every once in a while, but I listen, I'm not attacking you for that. Right. Right. And you can be like, Oh, that's, that's so neat. I love that you run or like, Oh wow. Like, couldn't be me, but like more power to you. Oof. I think that's awesome. Like right. in in terms of like the running. Yeah, hobby. right, right, right. right. <laughs> well, and I think the struggle here is that like I only had that one experience that was like blatant, like nice. Oh, you guys loud. suck. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, more often than not, it is very quiet, and it's like a friend being like, oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, that's. Mm. You know, like when I you're saying your feeling. stories and saying like, yeah, my, you know, my character just died in my campaign. Then being like, OK. <sighs> yeah. And just being like, oh, it would be cool if you could just like share this with me for like two seconds. <laughs> um, and I don't think that's necessarily unique to Nebraska, but. It no, but is it prevalent. is. It is like the next circle of our right. of our kind of like branch out is like. Outside of our social circles, and we live in Nebraska, so the mm-hmm. only perspective we have is a Nebraska-rooted one. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I absolutely agree. There's this there's this like uh, belittling othering Ugh. vibe that I get from those interactions, and yep. it's it's it leaves me feeling lonely. Mm. It leaves mm. me feeling alone mm-hmm. yep. and that's not cool that's not fair like i have never felt so silenced than after that staff meeting oh sure i felt yeah. like oh i am not opening my mouth again mm-hmm. in this office mm-hmm. like i it was so gross and you know, the reason I think we were talking about it. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. So like my bosses, uh, we were going to a, a event that was out of town mm-hmm. and I was trapped in a car mm. with two other people that I was not super familiar with. Which like already familiar is just enough. like so fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, I forget. Oh, it was like, tell us your nerdy tendencies so that we can make fun of you yeah literally that's what what came out of their mouth what is with that it's this like this you you can't allow people to simultaneously be multiple things right i can't like sports and D. &D. i can't like this and that right yeah and i just was like okay well i guess i played D D with my husband and other people and they were like oh and then that was like when it was like okay on monday at our staff meeting let's make sure to answer ask this question for everybody and so sure enough that's how that happened that's how that happened and then that's when it was like gosh at least you accept that about yourself and the nerdy tendencies thing went around the table. Everyone had to answer. Mm-hmm. And of course, because freaking Midwest white women are like, no, I'm too cool to yeah. like anything <laughs> that has a nerdy tinge to it. So no, like, it'll sully my femaleness. Right. Everybody's response. The two younger girls in the office, their responses were, I like Star Wars because my husband does. Okay. My husband plays video games, like that kind of a thing. So, like, that makes me nerdy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, and it's just like, that's as far as it goes, like, whatever. Yeah, I and don't then, let it go past that. Uh-huh. Can you imagine? Right. And then the two bosses who, like, this was their whole, you know, Shtick. grand scheme, yeah. they were uh, too busy to have any hobbies, according to them. And it was very much like that. If you're <laughs> boring, just say that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, how sad for you that you don't have any hobbies. Like, that must yeah, suck for you. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, but, man. like, I had to go first. They made me go first. Of course they did. Because and they thought your answer was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I 
went first and was silent the rest of the time. Yeah. Well, I think there was one... Oh, I forget exactly what she said. One of the bosses said something, and it was weird. Like, it was a weird interest. Like, it was, mm-hmm. like, a weird historical interest or something sure. like that. And I was just like, and you think my stuff is odd? <laughs> my stuff is playing a game that is in a popular piece of media right now. Hashtag Stranger Things. Ah. <laughs> and your thing is way freaking weirder. So, okay. And that was about the end of my c- contribution. I went back to my office and I was like, I hate it here. <laughs> this fucking sucks. I, like, I don't know. Yep. It's the worst. Anyway. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. It's, it's not. It's frustrating. Yeah. And, like, to that end, it's... When, when you said... You know, they brought up another hobby that's like, you know, maybe even further like off kilter from what people assume right. is like mainstream or or nerdy or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, see, and if you had if you had given me that answer, right, I would have done what I would have hoped someone else would have given me, which is cool. That's really awesome. I have never learned about that before. And I mean, to be fair, I think some of it. Not to be fair, um, in another vein, for myself, with, mm-hmm. with the ADHD and whatnot, I have lots of special interests. Sure. And so I have a lot of experience bringing up a topic that I'm interested in that mm-hmm. nobody gives two shits about. Mm-hmm. And I have that that energy, that vibe, like, almost programmed. Like, I'm I'm ready with that feeling. Yeah. Just waiting. Yeah. And I've, I have plenty of friends who are like who like humor me yeah and often tj i'll like go up to tj and be like can you humor me for a second uh-huh. like i'll just preface i'll yeah. be like oh, i'm about to talk about something weird i'm a tangent for a while please right. just yeah. do it yeah. and so the people who get it get it right the people who are kind are kind right um and what i see when people reject that kind of stuff is that they lack depth yeah they yeah. lack nuance yep. Yep. they lack understanding that you can simultaneously be so many things and be interested in so many things. Right. Right. And that not only that, but like your, my interests aren't any better than yours, but yours aren't any better than mine. Yeah. Like touching grass. That's great. Mm -hmm. That is not superior to, Mm -hmm. uh, enjoying video games and, and D and T. And I, at least in my experience, my work environments have been more, uh, the more like the one I just met, like described like to lesser extents, but Mm -hmm. I have yet to be in a work environment when someone's like, Oh, I play that too. Mm -hmm, You know, like mm -hmm. how's your game going? Like I have yet to be in a work environment where somebody legit shares the interests I do. And I, um, I've been fortunate enough to be in a couple of work situations where I have coworkers who also play or really like our podcast. And they'll ask me about the podcast, Mm -hmm. which like directly ties back to talking about D and D. Um, I've had several coworkers who like run other campaigns, um, or like used to play in the past. And like, I, if I find those people at work, I get really excited to talk to them. If I have something to talk about, um, it's it's delightful. Mm-hmm. So I I hope that for you as well. I want you to have that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can just be us in the closet, but it's fun right, to have people outside of this closet to talk to right, about right. it. <laughs> uh, shall we tend that good garden? That good garden. Good good good, good, good garden. <laughs> yes, we right. should tend the garden. All right here we go. Oh I'm just kidding. All right. Well, thanks for sitting through that. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to talk a little broad, more broad now about our current hometown and like the metro area. Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln, where we live, uh, is... The Great. capital of Nebraska. Knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we've got some like cool places mm-hmm. around the city that uh, cater toward hobbies, nerd hobbies, D and D things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, more most recently, Mana Games, which I have not been to yet, but I hear is the bomb.com. Yeah, I've been there. 
Uh, it's like a board game cafe. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they've got coffee and stuff. They um, they actually refer to it as a a board game library. So like hmm. you, you go, you pay a, a, like a daily game fee, mm-hmm. and um, that gets you access to their library of board games, and um, and you can play as long as you want. They have like gaming tables that you can sit at that are actually like perfect for like D and D sessions too. Uh-huh. Um, and they have a very cool like um, mystical, magical uh, kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. So it is just like a standard cafe uh, coffee shop when you walk in, but they have um, some local artists. Um, art featured that you can buy they have um some minifigure components that you can buy and you can buy the paint for them too so there's a little bit of like everything at the front and they have Mm -hmm. some board games that you can just buy uh but their their food and their drinks are very very good um they have some cool like color changing drinks that you get like a like a little magic vial to pour into your drink so it's Mm -hmm. very like visual fun experience mm-hmm. um they have every board game under the sun also <laughs> um i went with my husband a a few weeks ago and we actually ended up playing the the stardew valley board game Amazing. <laughs> and it's, it's very fun um but yeah they were um they came about because they were funded they were they were a kickstarter project mm-hmm. and um enough people in the community uh, wanted to fund the project and and kick it off. So um, that was how they came to be. And um, they have a range of like vintage games, newer games. They've got a whole section of their library that is dedicated to like, I think a certain like decade, like Mm. very old board games and newer Mm. ones. But what I thought was the coolest part of this place is actually their event calendar. They have a huge whiteboard calendar Mm -hmm. um, on one of their walls in the main space, and it shows all of the events going on during the month. They host minifigure painting classes. They host drag shows. They host um, board game testing nights. If you're like a board game designer, you can bring whatever you're working on, Mm -hmm. and whoever shows up to the event can test your game and give you feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, They host... I think they host D&D nights, too. So, like, runs the gambit of, like, things that you can do at that place. And Mm -hmm. the owners are super nice. Um, Actually, one of their owners, uh, he helped us with the Stardew Valley game because we were just not familiar with playing it. Mm -hmm. And he, like, he hooked us up big time. was super kind. So... It's a neat place. Yeah, I could yeah. talk about it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got our fair share of like um, board game shops and mm-hmm. um, hobby stores and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but we also have that uh, brewery, the Cosmic Eye Brewery that yeah, has like D&D yes. nights and mm-hmm. stuff. So I can't remember the last time they hosted one, but Cosmic Eye is, is, is great. They have like craft nights too. Yeah. So there's like definitely a community for it in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of have to find it. Like it's not as I would imagine readily available as some of the more like you know, LA's or bigger cities just mm-hmm. that have a bigger population. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's also stuff in Omaha, which is kind of what we mean by the greater metro area. Um, cause Omaha is a bigger city than Lincoln. Um, and that we haven't been up there to like yeah. really explore their yeah. stuff. But that's also where the, um, I know, Omaha more and more has been hosting um, more Comic-Con type expos and oh, uh-huh. um, events that you can attend that are, I've seen a couple for like anime. I've seen some for like, uh, I don't think it was like D&D specific, but maybe it was like TTRPG type mm-hmm. cons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just really haven't dipped our toes into like Omaha, but I have tons of friends out uh, in Omaha uh, who either play D&D out there or, like, attend events there. And um, one thing that I don't, like, take enough advantage of is, like, looking at... Here comes a cringe word. Looking at groups on Facebook. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, but seriously, because a lot of the times those groups will post 
like events that are coming up and I don't have enough of like a my I'm not really on like the the pulse of like what is going on event wise and I also have a tendency to like get some personal blinders when it comes to uh, different communities that I'm a part of and I forget that I can just like look outside of myself and Mm -hmm. like go see if like somebody people in a Facebook group are like hosting a D&D night or um, checking those places because there's a ton of them out there I'm part of a um, cosplayers of Omaha Facebook group. I don't mm. check it frequently, but when mm. I have something to post or check, it's always super cool to see what people just in Nebraska are like yeah. making. Yeah. It's it's really neat. People definitely do exist here in yeah. the nerd sphere. <laughs> you just gotta um, find them. Yeah, yeah. You just have to be able to know where they are. And like for some context, like Omaha is like an hour drive from Lincoln, so I think that's part of what keeps me from looking. Yeah, yeah. At omaha's events is just like if there's a little bit more like coordination and planning if i if i'm doing something in omaha it's gonna be like a day long thing instead of just (laughs) yes if not (laughs) multi-day uh do you have any other thoughts about our community metro area stuff um i think that like talking about some of these avenues that we don't take as much advantage of i think there's like a great um opportunity for us as well and like for anybody who's listening who might live in nebraska um is to like seek out some of those spaces mm-hmm. or like um if you do make a friend at work who like also <laughs> plays D like um take advantage of that like in right. the you know the positive friendship way right. um <laughs> um talk to that person and like connect with them because uh the only way to like encourage the growth of like this fun hobby and game that we like to play is by like like banding together talking about it and like seeking out new places to experience it um so i think we have i think something i would really like to do is to check out like some events to maybe attend at mana or some events Mm -hmm. to um check out in omaha maybe yeah yeah i agree yeah but no other thoughts than that okay all right well Shall we? Yeah, I think we shall. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. Thanks for spending time with us today. And thanks to Noah Tremble for the use of our theme song. There's a link to his Instagram in the episode description. So be sure to give him a follow and stay up to date on his band and music. If you are enjoying the show, there are a few things we would love it if you do. Uh, You can leave us a review to help other listeners find us. You can follow us wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get to our new episodes faster. And then make sure you're following us on all of our various social channels, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. See what we're up to. We're posting all kinds of crazy, fun, goofy things on there. So uh, (laughs) make sure you're following us and uh, seeing what we're up to. Let's see how high Katie's voice can get at the end there. Um, (laughs) And well, of course, we also want to hear from you. So if you heard something today uh, in our conversation that like sparked an idea or inspired you at all, you know, throw it our way. Send us an email. Um, Maybe you have a new idea for a topic that you'd like to send our way. We would love to hear um, feedback, comments, ideas, inspiration, whatever. So even if you just want to say hi, We'll take it. Send us an email at chromaroses at gmail.com and we will do our best to respond as quickly as we can. And that is spelt C-H-R-O-M-A-R-O-S-E-S at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you. And this has been Chromatic Roses. I'm Katie. And I'm Soren. Fight evil. Love others. Okay. Love you. Bye.